Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 17 of Walk On Radio. Huh? Man, I feel really bad for you. You know, not only are you behind in our pickums, your Cowboys are falling apart, but but your only saving grace is your fantasy team. A lot to get into this week, but first, it's not breaking news because it's already happened. We've already witnessed a game, but Trevor Lawrence is now out with coronavirus. Now, Humph, tell me how that is going to affect Clemson, how that's going to affect his Heisman running, and how that is going to affect him in the draft in the future. Well, you know, first off, I want to say that, you know, last week, okay, Trevor Lawrence test positive, he's not going to play. But before it was announced that he wasn't going to play against Notre Dame, I would have bet, I, w- I would have put a better chance at the sun not coming up the next day that Trevor Lawrence would be held out of the Notre, ga- Notre Dame game. And I, and I just, you know, I, I know the rules, I know it's a uh, two-week quarantine, a lot of that, but it just seems like... You know, I know in the NFL it seems like they just find out a way to make it a, a, a false positive. Uh, so definitely think that uh, that that's surprising. Uh, I really can't believe that Trevor Lawrence is not going to be suiting up against the Irish. But life goes on, and Clemson's got to adapt and overcome. Luckily, they've got a pretty stud uh, stud freshman quarterback. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to bring up next. Uh, they ended up beating Boston College. Start off slow. Freshman quarterback, and I've been working on this. You ready for this? DJ Uungalele. Now, we watched him. right to me. He's a big boy. What do you think about him? Do you think he's going to be able to carry that torch once he's gone? And uh, will he be able to carry these next couple games or however long Trevor is going to be out? Well, uh, you know, obviously Clemson got down early uh, against Boston College. That that was pretty you, – you thought that was going to happen. That, that was pretty set up. Uh, it's typically – when you're losing a big player like that, losing your starting quarterback, you know, early on, you get down. Uh, but obviously the kid's talented. Uh, he's 19 years old, which when you look at him, he looks like a uh, full-grown man. Um, Clemson came back, you know, Travis Etienne really, really showed out. Uh, mentioned, you mentioned uh, the Heisman. This, how does this affect Trevor Lawrence's Heisman running? I don't know that it hurts him a lot, you know, Okay, it does hurt him that he's missing Notre Dame because, you know, they look for how you play in big games. But who it affects the most is Travis Etienne. You know, all of a sudden, Travis Etienne is in the driver's seat of Clemson's offense, and, and they've got to run through him. So if he blows up right now, I definitely expect to see him in New York at the end of the year. But uh, DJ Ungulele, however you pronounce it, dude is a stud. And I think, think that they definitely have a chance this weekend uh, against Notre Dame. But going forward... Going forward, this kid has a chance to win a Heisman. Uh, and I know it's early. He's played one game, but good grief. That kid is going to be special. So let me bring up this scenario. And I, I think I know your answer, but you never know. DJ's Clemson team versus a Mac Jones Alabama National Championship. Ooh, man. Ooh, I, I need to see I need to see how, how uh, Clemson fares this weekend against Notre Dame. So, so give me Alabama. Give me Alabama in that one. But... I uh, I wouldn't be surprised if I if if you asked me next week and I changed my mind. Yeah, and uh, speaking of Mac Jones, the Heisman running. So Trevor Lawrence has been bumped to four because he missed a game, and the new number one is Mac Jones. How do you feel about him being number one? And a lot of people are also saying Justin Fields should be number one, and he's only played you know one game. Where would you, or one, two games? Where would you put? Uh, do you think Mac Jones at one, Justin Fields at two is correct, or would you throw in some other names in there? I, I think I think Mac Jones at one is very fair. Uh, I mean, he, he's time in and time out. He, he's he's proved that he's one of the elite quarterbacks in college football right now. Uh, Justin Fields two, I'm good with that. He's definitely not number one. He's only played two ball games, but he is. You know, he's playing great right now. So I uh, actually heard somebody saying that they would actually take Justin Fields over Trevor Lawrence uh, in, in the upcoming NFL draft, which I incredibly disagree with. But good player. Uh, I think Travis Etienne needs to be in the conversation. And then, you know, uh, you're, you're real high on this kid, but Zach Wilson, you know, BYU quarterback's balling out. I, I think he's in the conversation as well. Yeah, BYU's been having a, a great run. and It's crazy for Mac Jones because – you know, at the beginning of the year, people were wondering if, if he can be that quarterback, and now he's the number one in the Heisman ranking. Uh, let's say we put Mac Jones in the NFL draft. He said he decides had a great year. I'm going to the draft, and you know the big three right now is Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, and Trey Lance. If Mac Jones went into that mix, would you put him above Justin Fields, above Trey Lance? Where would you throw him in of those this little quarterback class that's coming in? 
That's tough. That's a great question. But um, <clears throat> Trevor Lawrence is my number one, and that's not changing. I don't care what happens. Um, I'd probably, regardless of what Mac Jones does, uh, as far as the Heisman is concerned, I would probably leave Justin Fields number two. Uh, however, you know, I just haven't seen enough of uh, Trey Lance this year. I know what he did last year, but he's so he's so young. Um, I think his potential. I think his potential is as high as as any of those. Um, maybe excluding Trevor Lawrence, but I think his potential is as high as Mac Jones or Justin Fields. But I'd probably put Mac Jones at that three spot. You know, he's at Alabama. He's probably going to win the SEC. Probably has a has a great shot to play for a national title. So you gotta you gotta respect him in that sense. Yeah, so it'll be really fun to see um, how Mac Jones develops when he will, will want to go into the draft. If he'll keep if he'll stay in Alabama and keep winning with them. Long way to go, and I'm excited to see about that. Let's jump into the scores and talk about last week. Uh, first, I want to talk about Iowa State dominating as normal. They beat Kansas 52-22. to And uh, another one, and boy, your boys, Kentucky. They they lose to Georgia, but only 14-3. to Good or bad Georgia game, or is this Kentucky team someone to mess with? <laughs> I think I think jokingly I found a diamond in the rough. Uh, you know, I've backed Kentucky all year saying that they're not just a basketball school. And they're really making me look good. So uh, go Wildcats. Yeah, Kentucky, they uh, they must have a good defense. Or Georgia's offense must be struggling. They have, Georgia has a big game that we're going to pick at the end of this. Next up, and man, this is a, it's a real shame. Michigan State, Michigan. Mm. Once again, Jim Harbaugh loses to Michigan State 27-24. to Is this Jim Harbaugh's last season He, he better pray that he beats Ohio State or he's gone. Now, do you think in order for Harbaugh to stay, does he have to – beat Ohio State and try to make a trip to the Final Four or win the Big Ten, what does he have to do to keep his job? Well, he, he's not, he can't make the Final Four now with a loss to Michigan State. But I, I think, you know, if he can beat Ohio State and maybe make some noise in the Big Ten, he can probably keep his job. But unfortunately, I do not see them beating Ohio State. So I think that uh, Michigan will be looking for a new head coach. And Harbaugh also said that he would be interested playing in the NFL or coaching again in the NFL. Do you see him going back to coaching NFL after this stint with the with the Wolverines? I could see that. Uh, you know, you never know. Um, a guy like that who has coached in the NFL, it's probably a little easier. But uh, you know, there's plenty of examples of guys who coach in the NFL don't have any success and then come to college and have a lot of success, or vice versa. Um, you know, Nick Saban coached in the NFL and was no good. Uh, he's probably the greatest college coach of all time. So it's it's certainly a different. It's a different atmosphere uh but uh you know Harbaugh his brothers in the NFL I could definitely see it yeah so bad game for the Michigan they really have to bounce back they're also have another game we're gonna pick and uh talking about teams that are out of the final four uh-oh oh, the big 12 has officially been eliminated <laughs> from the final four and man I know in your heart of hearts you knew this was gonna happen and you picked the safe pick Oklahoma State loses to Texas in overtime, forty-one to thirty-four. And Huff, I know you're you're kicking yourself in the head after this one. Yeah, I'm disappointed in myself for taking the safe bet here. Uh, I was trying to uh, save myself from possibly losing another game uh, in the pick'em race. Unfortunately, I still lost a game in the pick'em race. However, I am going to pat myself on the back because I did see this coming from a mile away. I have the receipts. You can watch previous episodes. I said that this would happen. Um, you know, Tom Herman, um, I know we, I know we talk about, you know, is he, is he on the hot seat, whatever the dude wins upset games. Uh, he's, he's got the best upset win loss record, um, in the nation, uh, as far as him being the underdog, uh, unfortunately when he's the favorite, he, uh, he tends to lose to bad teams. And so Texas is so wishy-washy. They have been for years, you know, they beat teams that are better than them, higher rated than them, and then lose to, uh, Alabama North Central Tech uh, teams like that and kind of squashes their final four aspirations but yeah if I'm the Big 12 right now I am disappointed uh, so let me ask you this uh, with the Big 12 officially out as we can say who's going to take that fourth spot is it a second SEC team is it a second Big 10 team is it a Pac-12 team is it another ACC team who do you think can fill or even you know even the American Conference with our, with our boys Cincinnati who, would you, who in your best bet is going to take that fourth spot? Yeah, so that's a great question. Um, man, you know, I think I think that the SEC, I, I, I would say that I think that this is, this is the first year in a while that there's not going to be a second SEC team in contention for that. Um, so, you know, you kind of look at the Big Ten. Well, 
Penn State loses, okay? Penn State's Penn State's 0-2 right now. And that that's who I would say is the second, you know, the second best team in the Big Ten. So they're out, okay? Uh you look at you look at the Pac-12. Well, I had you know, a couple months ago I had Oregon making a run, and maybe they still will, but they're they're a different team. They had you know, a lot of their top players opt out of the season. So, you know, for funsies, let's take the Pac-12 out, okay? So that leaves that leaves the ACC. And that leaves a group of five, okay? Well, the ACC, uh, North Carolina, you know, that 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 pipe dream kind of ended. You know, they lost to Florida State. That's a bad loss. Notre Dame this weekend, Clemson this weekend. You know, I could see the loser of that still having a chance given that that's one versus four. But the door, the door for a BYU or a Cincinnati is open. Uh, I read where if Cincinnati wins the rest of their schedule, okay, wins out, that they will have a 43% chance to make the college football playoff. And that's, to me, if there's a year to do it as a group of five team to make the final four, this is it. Now, if uh, let's say you're you're picking who goes in that four spot. Are you going to put a and, you know, no bias with it because I know you love your Cincinnati and your American Conference boys. Would you rather put in a one-loss ACC team or a undefeated, you know, group of five Cincinnati-type team? Well, um, that's so tough. Uh, the strength of schedule obviously plays a, a, a tremendous factor in this. But, you know, uh, okay, for, for, for instance, let's say Notre Dame loses badly to a backup quarterback-led Clemson, okay? And Cincinnati blow, blows up the rest of their schedule. I might take Cincinnati. I might take Cincinnati. You know, if... if man, that's tough. Because here's the deal. If, if Notre Dame wins this weekend, they beat Clemson, I'm absolutely taking a one-loss Clemson with Trevor Lawrence over an undefeated Cincinnati ball club. So you see what I mean? Yeah. It's just... It's a, it's a double-edged sword... Um, you know, damn if you do, damn if you don't. Um, I personally, they need to expand the playoffs. There's yeah. too many instances of this. Uh, the discrepancy between between the eighth and the ninth seed or, or ranking in the nation is is far greater than the fourth and the fifth. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The fifth the fifth ranked team in the nation, I think, absolutely has a chance to win the national championship. The ninth ranked team in the nation, more or less, probably doesn't. And it's really a shame, too, because, you know, along with the strength of schedule, they also consider the strength of the game. Do they think that Cincinnati can compete in that fourth spot and make good numbers? Well, you know, they can either get blown out or they can either have a win that nobody saw coming. And then that's that's better for the for the game, for views, for everything behind it. So it, it is interesting. and You should give the benefit of the doubt for teams like Cincinnati who are in this winning streak or BYU and say, you know what, you've earned it, throw you in there. If you lose, you lose. If you win, it's you win, you know. So, uh, you know, speaking of Cincinnati, they beat the brakes off of Memphis. And Memphis is normally Memphis is a really good, good team. No, Memphis is a good team. 49 to 10, Cincinnati saying, we want this. They have to continue that run. And, uh, you know, the other team we're talking about, BYU, they beat Western Kentucky 41 to 10. So it's going to be a really good matchup. I think I asked you this last week. I'm asking you again. BYU versus Cincinnati, who would you take? I don't even remember what I said last week. Uh, man... I did. I, I said BYU just because of Zach Wilson. I really, I really like Zach Wilson. I think he's playing good. But I've actually watched Cincinnati um, closer the last couple weeks, and they they dismantled uh, an SMU team that I said was good enough to go to the Final Four, and then dismantled a Memphis team who I who I think is really good. So I don't know. BYU's got a good test this week in uh, Boise State, and so. Um, Man, give me I guess give me Cincinnati this week. I really like I really like what I'm seeing out of them, but uh time will tell with how BYU handles Boise State. Yeah, Boise State, they're always known as being the guy that always ends up in the ranking. They're always a strong team. Uh, another question for you. You're a you're a scout and uh, you're trying to look at the draft picks going around. Zach Wilson or Sam Ellinger? Zach Wilson or Sam Ellinger. Wow, that's tough. Uh it's tough because a I'm a little biased. I love Sam Ellinger, but but Zach Wilson is 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 really climbing up draft boards right now. I saw uh, I saw somewhere yesterday where they uh, they said that Zach Wilson was a a very Bill Belichick esque pick uh, for the Patriots. You know, just he's got that Patriot mold, um, and you know I don't know I I don't know that Sam I think that Sam Ellinger is a less talented runner. But better 
uh, arm strength version of Taysom Hill. Kind of kind of that versatile tight end, running back, quarterback mold that you, you've kind of seen in the last couple years in the NFL. And so maybe for for NFL scout purposes, maybe Zach Wilson, but definitely no no dirt on Sam Ellinger. Yeah, Sam Ellinger is a great quarterback. A lot of people worry that his arm accuracy isn't as good as others, but he's hell of a leader. He can run the ball, and uh, you know that that's someone I would want to play for. Uh, going on to the more scores, Florida, they beat Missouri 41-17. Florida's still trying to make that run and get into that spot. Another team in the SEC that's trying to get in that spot is A&M. They beat Arkansas 42-31. Now, we've talked about before, A&M has a good schedule for them. They're ranked 7 now. Do you think A&M can make this run and get to that spot? Yeah, so I was actually at the A&M-Arkansas game this last weekend. You know, it was nice to see some live college football. Um, it started off bad for A&M, actually. Arkansas kind of came out throwing some punches. But, um, you know, in the end, A&M was, was too much for them. I don't know, man. Um, the schedule says that A&M absolutely has a chance to slip into the uh, college football playoff. But history says that they will drop a game that they shouldn't uh, here pretty soon. And, and you know, probably biased here. I'm not a big A&M guy. I, I would bet that they do. So watching that game, what do you think changed for A&M? Did Kellen Mond finally turn it on? Has Jimbo finally figured it out for that team? You know, he's a great coach with Florida State. What clicked for A&M that they're finally starting to, you know, win some games? Well, first off, I don't, I don't think that they've, you know, ah, that's not fair to say. They beat a good Florida team, but they – you know they're kind of beating up on the the lower half of the SEC right now. That's kind of what the the rest of their schedule looks like. You know later in the year they've got a big game against a depleted LSU squad. Uh, we'll get to them in a little bit. I'm 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 mad at the old uh, Go Tigers, but um, <laughs> you know I think Kellen Mond is a talented player. I've never been a huge fan of his, but who I am a huge fan of is Isaiah Spiller. Isaiah Spiller could possibly be the best running back in the SEC. He you know right now he he looks like a, a seasoned vet uh, against SEC defenses. So I think if A&M rides, you know, the coattails of Isaiah Spiller, I really think that they can probably go a long way. Yeah, I think uh, A&M is really slept on of how their run game is. They always seem to have really good running backs. Their offensive line, when it comes to run blocking, is really talented. The pass side, they do need work on, but they have recruited in some really good receivers. So maybe A&M does make this run. Uh, let me ask you this. A&M versus Georgia, who would you take right now? Georgia. I'll take Georgia. Uh, I think they're ranked that high for a reason. Uh, their defense, you know, speaks speaks wonders, uh, you know, of how, how talented that group is and has been for the last couple of years. Um, but they need to figure out the quarterback position. And so, you know, A&M would, would definitely have a dog in that fight. But um, and, you know, they beat Florida, who, who I think could be Georgia this weekend. So if that happens, then, you know, maybe I got to revisit that statement. But I'll take Georgia tonight. Yeah, definitely going to be a really good game for both sides, and we'll, it'll be interesting to see how A&M rolls around. Uh, some more scores. Boise State, they beat Air Force 49-30. to You know, the comeback, Boise does what Boise does. Notre Dame, they beat Georgia Tech 31-13. to Notre Dame, they're keeping that four spot. They're trying to stay in it. Uh, Alabama beat Mississippi State 41-0. Alabama looks unstoppable. I wonder who's going to be the team that can compete and try to beat them. And then we come on to this game. And, uh, Humph, I need you to uh, – you know, talking to the mic nice, loud, and clear, and make your public apology to the GOAT, the greatest quarterback in Auburn history, Bo Nix. You tell him you're sorry, and uh, then we'll talk about the, the game that occurred on Saturday. I want it to be known that my college, you know, on this podcast, if you go back and listen to the college preview, I, I had so many good things to say about Bo Nix. I was on the Bo Nix train. I was the captain of the Bo Nix train. I believed in Bo Nix. And time in and time out, he let me down this year. And so last week, I had had it. I was done with Bo Nix. I had jumped ship, abandoned post. I was no longer a Bo Nix believer. And what does he do, Dalton? What does he do, Dalton? He dismantles the defending national champions. And I've I've had it. I'm... Auburn will not be in another pick this year if I have anything to do with it. I'm tired of picking them. I'm like 0 for 12 this year in picking the Auburn Tigers. LSU, you're dead to me. Uh, Coach O, you need to. You got to find a new quarterback or something. I does Joe Burrow have a six year of eligibility? I need him to find out because last week was an absolute disgrace. Yeah, uh, I, if I'm 
got this correct. You have gone 0 for 3 against Auburn three weeks in a row. You pick, you had Auburn That's in your probably right. three weeks in a row. I picked them three times in a row, and they have they have done me right. Thank you, Bo Nix. I was not on your trade. It was, it was all Humph that was cheering for you. I was like, you know what? I don't know if he's the answer yet. Boy, is he the answer. Now, let me ask you this. Bad LSU game or a really good Auburn game? Horrendous LSU game. 41 to nothing at the half. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong there, but I believe it was. Yeah, uh, yeah horrible LSU game. Um, you know, Sam Houston State was beating LSU <laughs> that weekend. So I, I just, I'm at a loss for words on that one. Yeah, LSU needs to rebuild. Maybe Auburn and Bo Nicks can surprise some people and uh, beat some teams that need to lose. And other scores, another pick them Wyoming versus Hawaii. And I picked the Rainbow Warriors. They really let me down. 31 to 7. Good choice, Hump, on that one. Indiana, they beat Rutgers 37 to 21. And Indiana is climbing up them rankings. Yep. How do you feel about Indiana? Can they do make this Cinderella run? And can uh, they pull a four-spot Cincinnati-type deal? I uh, Well, first off, you know, they are in the Big Ten. So if they did, I, you know, they probably have a better chance than Cincinnati if they were to run the table. I don't know if they will. I don't know if they're a legit team. You know, they beat a, a you know, a Penn State team that I think is really good. Obviously, you know, they're 0-2, so their record, their record is what it is, but... I don't know, man. I, I I got a good got a good feeling about Indiana. Maybe maybe they're not just a basketball school either. Yeah, they, they it's going to be really interesting to see their, how the rest of their season goes. Hopefully, they don't have a Wisconsin type deal where Corona just shuts them down instantly. It's really a shame too because Wisconsin, man, they were looking really good. Yeah. Uh, and other scores, SMU, your boys, they win against Navy, fifty-one to thirty-seven. Just trying to come back and make a name for themselves. And our last pick'em game, Ohio State versus Penn State. Ohio State gets to win thirty-eight to twenty-five. Neither of us were surprised. How that Ohio State team look? They look great. Justin Fields is really, really playing well. Um, you know, for a game that the score was decently close, I did not feel like this was a close game. I thought that the Buckeyes were pretty, pretty in control for the most part. And so, you know, going forward, I, I fully expect them to run the table. So, where do you, where would you put Ohio State in your top four? Are they three? Are they two? Or maybe even are they number one? They're three. They're three right now. I'm not going to change. I'm not going to take that away from Clemson and Alabama, but they are a strong, strong, strong number three. So, Ohio State versus Alabama right now. Who wins the game? Mm, Bama. Bama. Bama's dismantling. You know, everyone in their path. Uh, I think as scary as that offense looks right now, I'm not going to pick against them. Uh, but. Justin Fields is, is is playing some really good football, so that, that would be a, an exciting game. Yeah, it's definitely going to be a fun game, and it's most likely what we will see down the line. Actually, I think that'll be the semifinal. Oh, yeah, for actually. sure. I think, I think Clemson's going to end up number one, and I think Bama and Ohio State will be 2-3. So that, that will would, in fact, be a semifinal match. And it's definitely going to be a high-scoring game. Absolutely. That. Absolutely. Let's roll into our picks. Uh, Boise at – or BYU at Boise State. We have a natural powerhouse at Boise State. They have been winning for forever and ever. BYU, they're having this dream season. They got a great quarterback. They're throwing it around. Who are you taking for this matchup? Man, 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 oh, man. Ooh, am I about to do this, Dalton? I, I need some wins now. It's it, and I, look, you I if you pick Boise, I just want you to remember last week you were hating on Idaho and you said you'd never be there, and you you hate the school, you never go to Idaho and potatoes. You talk a lot of mess about Boise State. Just like I wouldn't you know go to Utah make- either, so I, I think they're <laughs> in the same boat. Uh, man, do I want to take the blue field? Do, I, I, the blue field plays a huge yeah, it's role in be this. A, we, and they're wearing blackout jerseys. Uh, did you see that? They're yeah. pretty nice. Now, Dalton, Dalton, Dalton. Uh-oh. I know we talked about this before the show, but I'm about to do something. Give me the Broncos. Oh, my Give me the, the 2,000-whatever Fiesta Bowl champs. <laughs> I'm talking hook and ladder. I'm talking Statue of Liberty. I'm talking Dallas Cowboys offensive coordinator. Ooh, unfortunately. Yeah. But one of, the, <laughs> one of the winningest college football quarterbacks. Actually, the winningest college football quarterback of all time, Kellen Mond alumni. I'll take the Boise State Broncos. I'm talking about Zach Wilson, and, and I completely, five seconds ago, I, in my mind I was taking BYU – I need some wins, ladies and gentlemen. Give me the home team, Boise State Broncos, on a Friday night. Give them to me. Now, you know, we can attest to this because we played Central Arkansas at Central Arkansas, purple field, and they had their – or was it – it's gray. Gray and purple, Gray right? and purple, yeah. And they were wearing their purple jerseys. It's not fun. It, it's hard It's hard to see. And, you know, they're wearing their blackout jerseys. But even if a all-blue field is going to be rough, so that's a big factor 
And Boise, I think, doesn't Boise have the highest winning percentage in like the 2000s? Yes, absolutely. So they win. They always win. And oh, I, Boise's been there, done that. So this wouldn't even be an upset pick, picking Boise State. Well, I think if you factor in that BYU is 7-0 and and Boise State's 2-0, and mm-hmm. I'd say that that's what makes it an upset. But, it, you know, as far as experience, overall experience, Boise has definitely been there, done that. Yeah. Give I, me Boise. I'm sticking BYU. I'm going to make the safe pick here. I think Zach Wilson is balling. They want to get in that fourth spot. They need to keep winning. But if Boise State wins this game, I will not be surprised. They are always a really good team. They have a great quarterback that's been playing. He played last year against Florida State, and it was a great game. I respect him. He was a freshman last year. He's growing up. So I wouldn't be surprised if Boise State wins, but I'm going to safe pick, and I'm picking BYU. I'm tired of safe. It's November 5th, and it's time for it's time for Hump to make a move. Yeah, because you, you have not lost. I am uh, – or you haven't won. I haven't lost. I've been rolling around as a king. A lot of respect for not taking the safe pick. The next game, Florida at Georgia. You know, both teams, SEC, really good. SEC, both teams were projected to maybe fall in that final four, but they've kind of fallen off. Florida loses to uh, A&M in a bad game. Who are you taking for this matchup? Well, I want to first say that, you know, the loser of this matchup is probably out of playoff contention, and the winner of this matchup, really sets themselves up for for playoff contention, a playoff spot, um, you know, if they can keep winning afterwards. But, uh, man, I just I, I do not like what I'm seeing at the quarterback position for Georgia. I know the defense is there, but I'm going to take Kyle Trask and the Gators this weekend. I know it's I know it's at Georgia, so that makes it – that's definitely tough. That's in Georgia's favor, but I am going to take the Florida Gators. I'm also going with the Florida Gators. Man, they – Georgia barely beat Kentucky, and I know – They've been kind of surprising people, and those are your boys, but you should be able to put 100 on to Kentucky. Uh, Florida's offense looks really good, and it, it like it's going to be, again, a really good offense versus a really good defense. And we saw this before, Georgia at Alabama. And I picked Al- or I picked Georgia to upset. I thought defense was going to win, and I'm not going to do that again. I'm sticking with the offense. Kyle Trask is doing really good for Florida. So give me the Gators. Next game up, Big Ten matchup. We have Michigan at Indiana. Indiana has been really hot this year. Michigan, you know, they are the natural powerhouse. Jim Harbaugh, hot seat. Does he get his revenge and come back, or will Indiana continue this run? Well, I, I'm disappointed in Michigan. You know, they they, they fooled me. Uh, week one, you know, they, they dismantled a, a team who I thought was good, a Minnesota ball club. And I was like, wow, you know, Michigan, Michigan might make me eat my words. But then the next week, I you know I nail it. Of course, uh, you know I said I said that Michigan will you know in the past they've lost to teams that are as bad as Michigan State, who the week prior lost to Rutgers. Okay, okay. Well, Rutgers just lost to Indiana. So by the laws of physics, Indiana's going to win this one. And so I'm sticking with that. I'm sticking the basketball school. Um, and and overall, Michigan is just they're they're, they're going to keep disappointing me. So I'm not gonna not gonna live through that this weekend. Yeah, I'm going Indiana as well. Man, I thought about it, and I almost picked Michigan because because I thought you know they just lost to a rival like that. They're going to bounce back and have a good game. But Michigan does it every year. They look really good on paper. They get ranked really high, and then they lose, and then they go right back down. And uh, you know I would pick Michigan because this is the hot seat, and Jim Harbaugh's got to do something. But I kind of want this dream season to happen. I want Indiana to make this this crazy run, you know, get to that Big Ten championship, face I- Ohio State, and do something crazy. So I'm going to continue with that. I'm going with Indiana. I hope they really pull something off and uh, get this big win against Michigan. In the last game, you know, a couple weeks ago, I think this was an easy pick: Clemson at Notre Dame. But now. Trevor Lawrence is gone. This is Notre Dame's time to show themselves that they are a good number four team in the final four. Clemson at Notre Dame. Sad Notre Dame could change a lot of things. Who are you picking for this one? Well, just like you said, I think two weeks ago, I'm I'm taking Clemson without batting an eyelash. You know, in this one, uh, certainly had to think about it because, you know, you've got DJ Unilele, whatever, playing, not Trevor Lawrence, uh, the Heisman frontrunner in my mind. But man, I liked what I saw out of him, and I really have a lot of faith in Travis Etienne. And so I'm going to stick with the Tigers. You know, this is the biggest game in Notre Dame's ACC career. You know, they're, a, they're an honoree ACC member this year, so they're, they're at home. It's going to be, you know, Touchdown Jesus is going to be going to be shining bright uh, up in South Bend. But I'm going the Tigers. I think Dabo gets the win in this one, and I think that Clemson is on on their way to a number one seed in the college football playoffs. All right, Hawk. I can see the look on your face. I know where it's going. You ready for this, man? I know where it's going. Have you seen the movie 
Rudy? I, I have indeed. The GOAT, the little engine that could, per se. Now, I've picked Clemson to lose before. I picked Miami to beat Clemson, and boy was I wrong. Like, badly wrong. But I know, I know there's one team, somebody's going to beat Clemson. And if there's any time to pick against Clemson, it is when Trevor Lawrence is out. Notre Dame, they need this win to show that they are contenders and they can run in the ACC. They're going to have so much juice. They're going to be ready to go. DJ Uangalele, he's a big boy, but Notre Dame is a big boy too. And Clemson almost lost to Boston College in the beginning. It looked rough. I think if Notre Dame can be up ahead before that, they're not going to let up and they're not going to let DJ have a comeback. I like, you know, Ian Book's been kind of off and on, but he's still that dude. Notre Dame is still the fighting Irish. I'm Irish. Give me the Notre Dame fighting Irish. It's happening. Clemson's got to lose one. I know it's going to happen. This is the perfect time to pick them. I'm picking Notre Dame. They're going to make their statement. And you're a big Notre Dame hater. So this would be a perfect, perfect game for Notre Dame to win. Give me Notre Dame. I don't disagree with that, but uh, I just I, I, I want to believe in Clemson. You know, Clemson, show me how good you are. Show me that you can win without your best player, your leader, your you know generational talent quarterback, and uh, I think they're going to do it. So I, I'm really excited for this game. Yeah, I, I think DJ will eventually be a great quarterback, but you know he's a little rusty. It's a tough task. And Notre I mean, Dame's that's... a good team. This is this was the wrong game for Trevor Lawrence to be out, and it's at Notre Dame. So that's gonna no, you know, yeah. they're gonna pack it up as much as they can. It's gonna be loud there. You know, for for as many fans they can get in there, they're gonna get them in there. And uh, if there's any time for them to lose, it's now. Yeah, let me tell you, if 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 DJ. Uh, Ungalele is is able to win this one. The hype train for that kid the next couple years is going to be Trevor Lawrence to a Tugavailoa level. I mean, dude, the number four team in the nation at their place, backs against the wall. You know, you lost your starting quarterback. This is to keep the perfect season alive. You're a legend if you win this one. Let me ask you this, too. Let's say Clemson gets the win. Does Notre no. Dame stay in the top four? Oh, I thought you were about to ask if if – DJ would oh, stay the starting no, quarterback no, 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 over no, no. Trevor Lawrence. No. Unless Trevor Lawrence wants to start preparing for the draft, he's feeling frisky. But I'm saying, where does Notre Dame end up? And, uh, you know, let's say the record stand is this. Who goes in that number four spot? Well, Notre Dame definitely drops. Um, but, but even if they lose to the number one team, you don't think they would, you Yeah, know, but they got to back a quarterback, man. I think, I, think that that, I think that that definitely plays a role. I'll say this. If Notre Dame loses... Uh, to me, they don't have a great shot at making the Final Four. If Clemson loses, I think that they still absolutely make the Final Four. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, Notre Dame probably drops to that 6-7 range. It, it, well, it could. It depends. If it's a blowout, they drop farther. If it's a close one, they drop less. Um, who moves into that fourth spot? I'd say it's, uh, it's probably the winner of Florida-Georgia, honestly. Man, that's what I'm thinking, too. I think if Notre Dame loses this game, that four spot is really wide open yeah. for any team to get in there. Yep. And get and even, you know, that maybe that's a chance that A&M, Cincinnati, BYU, yep. one of those guys jump in there. I, I even completely for a little agree. Bit. Completely agree. So it's definitely a big game for Notre Dame, big game for Clemson. It's going to be a fun watch. So uh, that's our college picks, and it's time. Humph, you know, you've had, you're having this fantastic season. This record, I, you know, I think it's crazy that the, the year we start doing a podcast, you're doing a once-in-a-lifetime fantasy run. And uh, apparently it was a little close, a little, a little feisty. Uh, we watched the game on, a, on, on Monday, and you needed something to happen. This is your time, your fantasy corner. Let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, let's give a round of applause for, for uh, so far, halfway through the season, a perfect season for Ryan Humphreys and his fantasy team. You know, I just want to thank everyone for the support. I know you see me talk about it on social media. Dalton has been a great consultant this year in my fantasy football corner. This weekend, ladies and gentlemen, at about 6 o'clock on Sunday evening, it looked like the streak was over. I mean, I'm talking, I'd have given myself a 5% chance to win, but not so fast. Alvin Kamara and Brendan Ayuk, if you don't know him, he plays He plays receiver for the San Francisco 49ers, and I need to send him a fruit basket because the man got it done for me. Those two cats gave me a chance going into Monday. Uh, in our league, we have uh, what's called individual defensive players. Uh, if you're not familiar with that, it's the same as a fantasy football defense, but you've only got one player. So tackles, fumbles, interceptions, sacks, tackles for losses. That's how you earn points. Well, going into Monday, I had my defensive player left. I needed five and a half tackles. 
He got that before halftime, and 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 the crowd went crazy. I mean, eight and zero is definitely no easy task. You know, most leagues, you know, you're not gonna have an undefeated team last that long. So I was very excited um, going into this week. I feel good, honestly. At this point, I think the fantasy gods are on my side. I might not ever lose again, but for now. Hopefully, hopefully we can we can keep the train rolling. Uh, as far as other fantasy goes, Dalvin Cook, ooh, Dalvin, oh, yeah. ooh, my Dalvin, goodness. ooh, four touchdowns. I think he had over forty fantasy points this week. That's incredible. Uh, other guys that played really well, you know, at the quarterback position, you had Aaron Rodgers. Uh, he, he he played really well. Um, scored a lot of points. Uh, you had you had Julio Jones. You had Devontae Adams. Uh, some other guys. Here I'm looking at it. You had, oh, Patrick Mahomes. Who could forget? Patrick Mahomes looked like the Patrick Mahomes that we know and love. Uh, I think the Chiefs are on fire right now going forward. Uh, they're they're going to be tough to beat if Patrick Mahomes is playing like that. Our fantasy bust of the week is Lamar Jackson. Mm. Four turnovers. Baltimore, I said it a couple months ago, Lamar Jackson is, in fact, not the truth. He's a running quarterback only. He's not accurate with the ball. If teams drop back... Make him throw, uh, man. It's just it's just not looking good for him. So uh, that's fantasy this week. Hopefully next week I have as as much enthusiasm on the topic. Hopefully we get to nine and zero. Don, what do you think? So you know, does this you do you think you have a lock in your fantasy? Do you think it's over? Can can you call and say it's over? You have one fantasy. As far as the Super Bowl, like the whole thing? Just the whole thing. Do you think this is the year you get in the ring? Man, it's tough to tell because, you know, I you know, as far if I am I gonna win the regular season? Yes. Am I gonna am I gonna make the playoffs? Absolutely. I, I heck, I might have already clinched. I don't know. But it's just tough to tell because, you know, you get to week fifteen, week sixteen, and what if you throw up a dud? I mean, it's fantasy football. It's you know, it's it takes some skill. You got to make good decisions on who to start. You know, waiver wire. What do I say? Waivers win Super Bowls. Waivers you got to you got to make decisions there. But you can't control. You can't control if your players have you know have a dud week. You know, I I rely on Alvin Kamara. I rely on DeAndre Hopkins. If they decide week fifteen, hey, they're not gonna have a good one. Then there's really not much I can do. I can't. I can't stop my opponent. You know, it's not like I you know I can take a week off on offense and my defense plays real good. It, it's 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 completely points and statistic based, and so you never know. Uh, I think I feel good about it, but uh, man, that would be disappointing in the year I've had to not win the Super Bowl. Yeah, it, w- it was really fun. We I was there with you on Monday when you when he got that sack. The sack was the game winner for you. You won fantasy, and uh, I really think if you end up going undefeated, you have to make your entire fantasy. You know, all the boys, they have to do something. Just like if the loser of fantasy has to do something. If you go undefeated in the regular season, everybody should be punished as a group. I think that that's totally fair. Definitely something that needs to be brought up. So fantasy, you have a great, great team going. Hopefully we keep it going. Uh, next up, let's we're going to do a little something. We're going to talk about our mid-season awards. You know, we're halfway through the season, and we want to talk about uh, who we think are – if the season ended right now, who won our awards. So like normal, we'll go one at a time. Let's start off with the comeback player of the year. So comeback player of the year, um, early on, I would have definitely said that it was Cam Newton. And Cam Newton was my preseason pick. Uh, but unfortunately, of lately, he's played awful. Uh, and so I think I think Dalton's going to agree with me when I say this. I believe If I remember correctly, this was his preseason. But my comeback player of the year thus far is Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, uh, it was really between Cam Newton and Big Ben, and you know I thought Big Ben was going to have a great year, but wow, they're having an amazing year. They just beat the Ravens in a really good matchup. Big Ben's looking like the old him. They're, I love how they changed their offense to kind of go around an older Big Ben, and uh, he's doing he's doing what he needs to do, so I'm going Big Ben as a comeback player of the year as well. Next up, we have the Defensive Rookie of the Year. Defensive Rookie of the Year. Uh, so this one's cool. Uh, you know, Obviously, you know Chase Young, and he he's absolutely in the running for this, but as far as the midway point goes, I'm going to go Antoine Winfield out of Minnesota. And what's cool about that, he's a he's a safety for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But he's from the Woodlands, Texas. He actually played with Sam Houston's very own Eric Schmidt, Zachary Lone, and Peyton Fifield. So that's that's pretty cool that uh, you know they're, they can actually say that they know him and that he's uh, got a real shot at the defensive rookie of the year. Yeah, he's doing a really good job. I went Chase Young. You know, uh, my thing too, my thing with Chase Young is – 
Washington football team is bad, and he seems to be one of the only good things coming out of that team. He he's doing really well. He's he's a giant. He's he's getting a lot of play. He's making a lot of plays. He's doing a lot of things. So I want Chase Young, but Whitfield is a great great safety. He's definitely they're both kind of competing. Another people competing is the offensive rookie of the year. It's kind of come down to two quarterbacks, which we both had in our predictions. Who do you think at the end of the day, or right now, is winning? This one is about as 50-50 as you can get. Um, but because their stats are so comparable and Joe Burrow has played more games than, than the guy I'm going to mention, I'll take I'll take Justin Herbert. Uh, I, think, I think Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow have really – more than exceeded expectations this year. So coming down the stretch, it's going to be a lot of fun to see who kind of uh, takes off with that Offensive Rookie of the Year award. But give me give me Justin Herbert. Yeah, I want Joe Burrow. Look, these two, they're going to be one of the greatest rivalries coming down the line. They're going to be playing each other for years and years. I want Joe Burrow because he's had some better wins. And he, last week they beat the Titans, which was a really good Titans game. That's a great point. And uh, because he's played longer. But, you, you know, right, Burrow's played longer, but they still have similar stats. Yep. That, that's got to give credit to Herbert. But uh, I picked Joe in the beginning. I'm going to stick with him. I think he's having a great year on a bad, bad, bad Bengals team. He is He's saving them. He's putting the team on his back. So I'm going Joe Burrow. It's gonna be That's going to be a really fun, uh, you know, rivalry going forward. You, you mentioned that. I mean, that's – that's Peyton Manning and Big Ben. That's that's Tom and and Peyton. You know, uh, uh, Aaron and, and Eli. You know, guys like that. You know, really storied quarterbacks. I, I see these two, and maybe throw two in there. Two would just beat the Rams. So that little AFC trifecta rookie young quarterback might might be really fun in years to come. Yeah, like we said last week. You know, Tua is going to be the Philip Rivers to the Big Ben and Eli of. Uh, Burrow and Herbert. Yep. Next up, we have the coach of the year. There's a couple names you can throw in there, but who'd you pick for the coach? So yeah, couple yeah for sure. A couple names you can throw in there. Lafleur is in there. Mike Vrabel's in there. But you got, I mean, Mike Tomlin. They're undefeated. You know, they they weren't picked to win their division this year. Baltimore was definitely the heavy favorites, and Mike Tomlin he hasn't lost a game this year, so I don't know how you could pick against that. Yeah, I want Mike Tomlin as well. You got to go with the undefeated team. But, uh, you know, in my heart, I love Matt LaFleur. But, man, we're losing some bad games. So I would have went LaFleur if they didn't get smoked by the Vikings. We're going to talk about that later. Next up is a defensive player of the year. Uh, so defensive player of the year, you know, to me, this comes at no surprise. Uh, you know, week in, week out, you hear about this guy. You see his freak freak plays. Uh, you see him get quadruple teamed. Aaron Donald, he, he's He's arguably the best player in the NFL for any position, but uh, yeah, I think I think that he's the defensive player of the year thus far. Yeah, he is doing really well. My pick is Miles Garrett, and I'm kind of going off of your little strategy of the the people that aren't that don't win haven't won before. They're gonna win. They're yeah. gonna win. Yeah. And Miles Garrett is always in the conversation, but he's having a great year. He is. And once again, you know the Browns are not the best team, especially on defense. Offense, they've been kind of picking it up. They've been playing better, but the defense stra- struggles. And I think Miles Garrett. He's done really well in the defense, so I'm going Miles Garrett. Next up is the Offensive Player of the Year. Now, beforehand, a lot of different players that were thrown in there. You know, we had Christian McCaffrey, Saquon, Zeke. They're all gone. So who would you pick for your Offensive Player of the Year? Offensive Player of the Year, you know, this one. This one's fun for me because this has kind of been my workhorse uh, in fantasy football. But, man, I, I, don't think, I don't think that there's anyone playing as good a football uh, outside of the quarterback position than Alvin Kamara right now. I mean, he... He does it in the backfield. He does it at receiver. I mean, anytime he touches touches the ball, he might go score. Yeah, and uh, it, it's on a Saints team with a with a Drew Brees that hasn't been playing like the same Drew Brees. They're still getting it done, but definitely Alvin Kamara has to put the team on his back a little bit. My pick is another running back that had to put the team on his back, and that's Derrick Henry. I mean, he's a freak of nature, and Brian Tannehill is doing a good job. But I mean, Derrick Henry is just lighting it up. He, he's a big boy. He's hard to tackle, and he uh, he gets a lot of yards for that Titans team. Even though they lost to the Bengals, I'm going with Derrick Henry because he is he is the Titans. And then finally, the MVP. It seems to be outright, but you know, throughout the season, it might change. Who's your MVP? There's some great candidates uh, behind the behind the guy I'm going to talk about. You know, Aaron Rodgers is up there. Kyler Murray is up there. Tom Brady's up there. Patrick Mahomes is up there. But none of these guys are having the season that Russell Wilson is having. And, and it's time that Russell Wilson, you know, gets the credit he deserves. Uh, the crazy stat is that he's never had an MVP vote, uh, which that's, I mean, that's mind-blowing because he's been good for years. But he's going to win the MVP this year. I don't see anything happening 
to change that, I you know, I think he's got about as big of a lead through eight weeks that you could possibly have. Yeah, I wanted to pick Aaron Rodgers, but uh, I am going with Russell Wilson. I think, you know, Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers both had one really bad game. They came back and had good games. But, I mean, Russell Wilson's just tearing up. His numbers are insane. Now, if Russell Wilson has a game that he struggles and Aaron Rodgers keep it up, I would put Aaron Rodgers. And I, I hope Aaron Rodgers wins MVP. But I'm not going to be biased here. I know Russell Wilson is the outright right now. But this is the midseason award, so you never know what could happen. So let's get on with our scores. And as always, let's start off with our teams. And, uh, oh, man, it's uh, it's tough for you. The, uh, Gucci Danucci was the starting quarterback. You had your little FCS championship. And uh, the Eagles won 23-9. Not looking good for your boys this year. No, man, and and you know I, I told you last week I, I wasn't I wasn't going into it uh, too too concerned about the game. You know I just wanted to watch and not not get too upset about it. Uh, it's hard for me to watch. I'm be honest. I mean you know you know how you know how passionate I am uh, about my Dallas Cowboys, and it, it's hard to watch. You know uh, this team was was plagued by injuries. Uh, I think that this year is completely different. Uh, with Dak Prescott, with our offensive line. But reality is, that's not how it went. And uh, the Cowboys are bad, you know. We're playing, God, we're starting Cooper Rush or Garrett Gilbert this week, Dalton. I might as well play quarterback. I mean, it's just, it's hard to watch. And and I, I'm disappointed in a couple things. You know, sometimes I question our lack, uh, or I, I question our drive. You know, sometimes it looks like we have a lack of effort on defense in some certain spots. Uh, I've been disappointed in Zeke lately, but I'm just trying to keep an open mind. You know, I know there's a lot of factors in play when you lose your starting quarterback like that. Not only your starting quarterback, but your backup quarterback. And now we're not playing our third string quarterback. So we're potentially playing a fourth or fifth string quarterback. And so this year, this year's in the trash. Uh, I want to, I want to throw out for any Eagles fans that have anything to say to me, you guys suck. I mean, <laughs> my God, the fact that that was a game going into the fourth quarter is laughable, okay? Anyone who said that Carson Wentz was anything comparable to Dak Prescott, you need to reevaluate anything that you've said football in your life because he's a joke. It's time to get Jalen Hurts some touches uh, I mean, he's throwing a ghost out there. If you, if I mean, Ben DiNucci, Ben DiNucci, Dalton had better stats than Carson Wentz. I know who won the game. I know. Okay, so you can obviously throw that back in my face. Okay, check the scoreboard. Blah blah blah. Whatever. I know you guys have injuries. Okay, just like the Cowboys, but you have your hundred million dollars starting quarterback. Okay, you're terrible, and the fact that they're going to host a playoff game is unbelievable. There, I mean. Wow, the NFC the NFC East is literally a, a, a walking joke, and, that, and that's that's my spiel for tonight. Um, I'm sure next week I'll have lots to say about you know how disappointed I am in the Cowboys. Unfortunately, we play the undefeated Pittsburgh Steelers this week, oh, no. so that'll be fun. But uh, yeah, that's that's all I have to say. Dalton. Now, if correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't Gilbert didn't he play in the AAF? Two years ago, yep. He uh, so he started at Texas. Uh, he actually came. He's who's he, he's who came in for Colt McCoy in the national championship against Bama. Okay, I nearly beat Bama. I was actually there. Um, he actually played good in that, and then his career at Texas went down the drain for whatever reason. Goes to SMU, plays all right, uh, plays in the AAF. Actually, wins the title in the AAF. So who knows? Maybe. Maybe we'll uh, we'll catch lightning in a bottle in this one. I just want to you know to keep your hopes up, Hom. You know what other team did this? couple years back with the San Francisco 49ers. They had a terrible year because Garoppolo gets hurt. And who they draft? They draft Nick Bosa. So maybe this is what y'all need. You need to get a high draft pick, get everybody back and healthy, and you can make that run. So uh, you know, I'm cheering for y'all. You know, I feel I feel really bad for y'all. Like a little big brother, the little brother, because uh, y'all been struggling. The Packers, you know, I can't really talk much because, my goodness, our defense is awful. Our run defense. Our pass defense is okay. Run defense is awful. Defense coordinator's got to go. Devontae Adams looks elite. He might be the best receiver in the NFL right now. Aaron Rodgers, he's trying to get that MVP. Three touchdowns, all three to Devontae Adams. We just got to fix that run defense. And, man, I think we can be really good. Uh, Thursday night, we're playing the Niners, the practice squad for the Niners. They've lost everybody. So if we lose to them, I'm, I'm worried about us. But I think we're going to be all right. Dalvin Cook, he's a monster. He beats us every time. Uh, we got to fix that run defense for sure. So let's run to some scores real quick. 
The Bucks, they beat the Giants 25 to 23. Man, the Giants, they're not looking too bad. Do you no. think hey, with with Saquon Barkley, that would be a different team this year. You know, they're not going to be able to win without him. But I think in years to come, they might surprise some people. Now, could the Giants end up getting them to first place, being the fact that the NFC East kind of sucks? I don't know, man. Uh, Danny Dimes is going to – I don't know. I don't, I'm not a big Danny Dimes guy, uh, so I'll still take the Eagles. But uh, with Saquon Bar- if they had Saquon Barkley, it would absolutely be open for the Giants this year. And a lot of people, a lot of mock drafts are having Justin Fields going to the Giants. So maybe if he gets in the blue, that will change everything around. It will be definitely interesting to watch. The Falcons, they beat the Panthers 25-17. to Falcons are really wishy-washy. I think the Panthers have a good team and a chance to grow. The Titans. The Titans have lost to the Bengals 31 to 20. Good Bengals game, bad Titans game. Both. Great Bengals game, bad Titans game. The Titans are, are a really good team. They're still in my top 10 best teams in the league. Derrick Henry, AJ Brown, Ryan Tannehill, Mike Vrabel's defense, all talented. Absolutely can make a run in the playoffs, but bad week for them. Chiefs and Jets. The Chiefs, man, of course. I mean, everyone saw this coming. 35 to 9. I don't know if the Jets are going to win a game this year. Trevor Lawrence, he better get that sixth year or he will look really good in green. <laughs> the Colts, they uh, they dismantled the Lions 41-21. to Man, and uh, I've been looking on your Twitter, yeah. your personal Twitter. You got yeah. some beef with the Colts and your, your little yeah. running back. Tell me about that. Not happy, Dalton Meyer. Uh, you know, you've got the two-time, two-time, not once, not, not, not once, but twice, the two-time college football running back of the year, okay, uh, Jonathan Taylor out of Wisconsin, that you've got him as a rookie who's had an awesome year thus far, and the third string running back out carries him twenty one to eleven this mm, week. Mm, mm, mm. That's that's he's my fantasy football running back behind Alvin Kamara. I need that Dalton. So I don't I don't know what the holdup is. You know, I I I assume you know halfway through the season you let the reins loose, you let the man run. Uh, hopefully this week there's a change in that, but. It's uh, it's alarming to say the least. Yeah, not only was he your fantasy running back, you were big on him before that. You, when you first saw him draft by the Colts, you really had liked him, and uh, it's really a shame to see the Colts doing that to him. Hopefully, he bounce back, get some more touches. Rams, they lose to the Dolphins, twenty to seventeen. I'm gonna ask you again: good to a led Dolphins game or a bad Rams game? Uh, same answer as my last one. I think I think really good Dolphins game, and I think you know bad Rams game because I think the Rams are a good team. You know, I think we both had them. You, you, maybe you, maybe I didn't, but I know one of us had them in our top 10 teams. Yeah, I did. Um, you had them at like, I think 11, 11. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, the, 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 the Dolphins, I don't know. Could, could they be a seventh seed playoff team in the AFC? So I was about to ask you, do you think two was the answer? Was he what the Dolphins needed? Cause well, you, I, you I were a little, he... you were a little spectacle about, uh, you know, him going in and taking over Fitzpatrick, uh, and he, he pays off. I don't know if it's fair to say, you know, is that what they needed? Because they, I mean, they were one game out of the playoffs without him. Uh, but maybe, maybe he's a spark. Maybe, maybe they're about to run off, you know, run off some wins. Uh, unfortunately, they lost their starting running back, Miles Gaskin, who is on my fantasy team. Mm. It's 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 tough out in the streets right now in in COVID injury world uh, in fantasy football. But yeah, I think the Dolph- the Dolphins defense is is one of the best in the NFL. Uh, you know, they've given up the least amount of points per game uh, in the NFL thus far. So, yeah, Dolphins uh, Dolphins might, uh, might surprise some teams. Yeah, if there's any chance to, to win in the AFC, it is now that the powerhouse is gone. Speaking of the powerhouse, the Bills, they finally beat the pass and they, they cement their legacy as being the top, you know, one of the top AFC teams. Man, what's going on with the Patriots? Is, is it because Cam is struggling or is they just, you know, I know they don't have any receivers. They've kind of been struggling all around. What's going on with the Patriots? Well, there was a great interview this week uh, from Bill Belichick. And Bill Belichick, it was cool to it was cool to hear him have some emotion. Uh, over the years, I've actually learned to really like Bill Belichick. Uh, he's a funny guy. He's, he's subtly funny. So this week he said, you know, we, we've – We've won, you know, how many ever Super Bowls in the last 10 years? What did you guys think was going to happen in the long run? Mm-hmm. He basically said, you know, we don't have any money. We don't, you know, we don't, we're not playing with great players right now. What did you think was going to happen? That's, you have to buy in to win Super Bowls like they did, to have that dynasty like they did. And right now they're, they're, they're reaping the effects from it. You know, they're, they're a lesser team, lesser talented team. They have old players. You know, they have a, I don't want to say washed up Cam Newton, but he's playing like crap right now. 
I mean, he's, he doesn't have anybody to throw to. Julian Edelman's out. They play six running backs a game. You know how New England does it. Uh, you know, they had eight They had eight guys opt out for Corona this year on the defensive side of the ball. So I, I think New England being good this year was a pipe dream. I think they're showing uh, that they're not good. Uh, and this is, this is definitely Buffalo's division to win. Yeah, you know, teams can't be good forever. And I think the Patriots are definitely – they're going to need these draft picks. They need to take advantage of having a losing season like this. And uh, they're going to come back. Bill Belichick is still the greatest coach of all time. And uh, I think the Patriots are going to be fine. They're going to, I think they're going to pull a good quarterback in the draft. It's going to be really interesting to see. Maybe they get Zach Wilson. You said big uh, – he kind of fits that Patriot mold. Another score is uh, Broncos. They beat the Chargers 31-30. to And, man, Justin Herbert – he wants to be an elite quarterback, but he's got to win these games, especially against a, a team like the uh, Broncos who are missing their best defensive player. And uh, into our four picks, the Raiders, they barely squeak away. They beat the Browns 16-6. to I know I had the Raiders. You had the Browns. Uh, what happened in that game? We both had the Raiders. Oh, we did? Yeah, we both okay. had the Raiders. Uh, honestly, this sounds crazy, but uh, watching it, so I watched it, so I know this, but the wind was blowing like 25 or 30 miles an hour oh, yeah, the in kick. this game. And so... The, the offense was terrible. You know, they couldn't throw the ball. It was basically runs only. Uh, and so this was a, a weird game to watch. Very low scoring. Uh, but uh, a good a good Las Vegas team beat a decent Cleveland team. Yeah, I know you saw the field goal where the, the ball went flying to the left. And yeah. as a holder, that probably would have uh, would have bothered you. Cause, uh, it was yeah. a great hold, great kick. Yeah. It just went straight to the left. Another one of our picks, the Saints beat the Bears 26-3. to I originally had the Bears. I went up and picked the Saints last minute. Boy, was I right. Now, Bears have been pretty good, and uh, I'm not going to make this pick because you know me, but Packers-Bears right now, who would you take? Definitely the Packers. Uh, I just, man, I just I can't get on the Nick Foles train. I think him and Trubisky are terrible, uh, if I'm being honest. I think Bear, the Bears are led by a very solid defense. Um, so uh, definitely give me Aaron Rodgers and the Packers in that one. Yeah. Uh, another another uh, game, 49ers. They lose to the Seahawks 37-27. to Man, the 49ers look good when they're health, healthy. The Seahawks looks really good. Uh, it's going to be a good matchup later down the line. Like I said, the 49ers play the Packers Thursday night. It's going to be a fun game to watch. And then finally the last game, and man, was this a good game to watch. The Steelers and the Ravens. The Steelers end up winning in a close matchup, 28-24. Talk to me about that game. Man, um, I'm so disappointed in, in Lamar Jackson. Um, you know, I, I know I said a lot of things about him not being an elite quarterback in my mind, and I'm looking to be right because he's not having the year that he had last year, but I am disappointed uh, in him. You know, he's coming off an MVP year. Maybe this is the Madden curse. You know, he's on the cover of Madden. He's having his worst year that he's had. He turns the ball way, over way too much. Uh, against a, a seasoned vet team like Pittsburgh, you can't turn over the ball and expect to win. Uh, Pittsburgh is, is obviously way too talented for that. You know, the uh, NFC, or AFC North, excuse me, uh, looks like it's going to be a Pittsburgh Steelers division. You know, I fully expect the Ravens to make the playoffs. But Lamar Jackson's got to figure out how to win those big games. Yeah, even with Lamar Jackson struggling, the Ravens have been able to get wins out. And, man, it, you, like you said, you can't struggle with such a good Steelers defense like they're having. This this defense is unbelievable. Their offense, we've talked about the past couple weeks, they're adapting to old Big Ben. He can still throw it around, but they're running it more. They're doing little quick stuff, and they have a great defense to back them up, kind of like the Patriots. Strong mm-hmm. defense mm-hmm. and an older quarterback, but they're getting it done. Steelers are looking like the old way, the steel curtain. Uh, it's going to be fun to see the Steelers. Maybe they can get that Super Bowl run they needed. Uh, but who would have thought the Steelers would be as good as they were? We we both were talking about it, but we never thought they would be undefeated still. Mm-hmm. So let's roll into our picks. The first game, really good matchup. Seattle at Buffalo. Now, Buffalo has been really wishy-washy. They'll win a good game. They'll lose a bad game. Seattle, they've been they've been dominating all year long. Russell Wilson is a both of our MVPs. Who are you picking for this one? I love Buffalo. Uh, you know, they're going to be in Buffalo. Uh, Bill's Mafia is going to be at full effect this weekend, I expect. But until Buffalo can show me that they can beat good teams uh, and not fold against good teams like they have this season, uh, I can't pick them. So uh, give, me, give me the MVP and give me the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, I'm going Seattle as well. I really like Buffalo too, and I think the Bills Mafia will be in effect. But Seattle's been dominating. I think they're going to continue to dominate. It's going to be a great matchup. Uh, you know, Buffalo has a really good defense, a really strong defensive line. Seattle has good offense. DK Metcalf is okay. not human. Okay, so that, that, that was gonna, I was actually going to interrupt you and ask you a question. Right this second today, DK Metcalf is a blank receiver. Top five, top top eight, top ten, top fifteen. What do you think? 
Man, right now I'd probably say top five. Uh, yeah, I think I think top five, honestly. Look, who DeAndre Hopkins is, is up there. Devontae Adams is up there. Julio Jones is, is always up there, but he's been struggling. I would throw DK Metcalf in there. I mean, he he's massive. He's super fast, and he's he's been getting it done. And he's the Seattle's number one receiver, and they're winning. So I would have to go DK Metcalf top five. I don't I don't disagree with that at all. Yeah. Did, did you th- see the thing where apparently he was benching a hundred pounds at like eight? Yeah. No. That's. I mean, that's, he's he's a freak. Yeah. Not human. So uh, next game we have the Raiders at the Chargers. Your boy Justin Herbert and the Raiders. You know, talking about wishy washy, really wishy washy. They but they're having a good year this year. Uh, the very new Las Vegas Raiders against your boys, the Chargers. Who you got for this one? Yeah, so uh, I, I've been really high on Las Vegas uh, of lately. You know, I think I've picked them in a couple of games uh, recently. And, and this matchup is intriguing because it's, you know, it's at a, at a new L.A. stadium uh, versus the, a new, a new uh, hometown franchise in Las Vegas. Um, man, the Chargers have really been scoring a lot of points. They just give up these ridiculous late leads I, th- I mean they've blown the the amount of 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 more than two score comebacks that they've given up this year is unbelievable so i don't think they give up a lead this week i think justin herbert finds a way to get the win and the chargers steal a victory from the raiders in this one i'm going the the raiders i think i've picked the raiders every time they've been to pick them i, I really like the raiders uh, i love their young offense and uh you know you talk about giving up a lead if there's any offense you can't do that with it's the raiders i think they're going to be able to come back they they have an okay defense, but they have a, a really nice offense. So I think the Raiders are going to be able to get it done. It's going to be a really close matchup. I think being in L.A. might change it a little bit. And uh, Justin Herbert has been balling. But I'm going with the Raiders uh, in, in a close matchup. Next up is the Ravens at Indianapolis. Indianapolis just dominated the Lions, and the Ravens just lost. Lamar Jackson has been struggling, but the Ravens are getting it done. Indianapolis, another really wishy-washy team. They'll come out, and Phillip Rivers will play great, or come out, and he'll play terrible. So uh, it's really you don't know with this team uh, who you pick for this one. Dalton. Uh-oh. Oh, no. Dalton. This was the hardest pick em, uh of really? the eight games that we've had this week. Uh, in my mind, this was the hardest one for me personally. Um, and beforehand, I picked Baltimore. I went with Baltimore. They were coming for vengeance, you know, coming off a bad loss to, to the Steelers. But after trashing Lamar Jackson like I just did, I don't know that it'd be in my best interest to take them. That is true. So for that, for that, oh no, I'm riding. Hey, Jonathan Taylor, if you somehow are listening <laughs> to Walk On Radio, okay, Huntsville, Texas, Sam Houston State football, I believe in you, young man, and I'm taking the Indianapolis Colts in this one. Man, you, you've been doing a lot of not safe picks, and you realize like this could either go uh, really it could well, make or break me. This this could be the end of, of any chance you have of catching up. We needed a week. It's November fifth. All right, I, I love it. It's well, spooky season. We just had Halloween. Happy Halloween, by the way. Uh, hope you had a hope you had a great weekend last weekend. Uh, Pickums, you know, it was about as Halloween as it could get for me. I lose again. So this week, hopefully, I get some. Uh, what is it? Thanksgiving this month? Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, I get some Thanksgiving luck in the in this week because I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of going off the uh, the unsafe trail. Yeah, in, in the game of trick or treat, you were the trick <laughs> and I was a treat. I've been balling up, you know, just so we can have a different match. I mean, I was gonna pick the Ravens anyways, but I it, it enjoy I enjoy beating you and going up more and more. But I was gonna pick the Ravens anyways. Look. Lamar Jackson had four turn- turnovers, and they still only lost 28-24. to So they still are pretty good, and they were 5-1 and one before that game. So uh, I think Indianapolis is too wishy-washy. I think Phillip Rivers is going to struggle against this really good Ravens defense, and the D-line, Clays Campbell, is a, is a big boy. And I think Lamar Jackson has a revenge game, gets angry, and he's going to beat the brakes off of Indianapolis. That was a crazy pick. I know. That, I know. that, that I, was really bold. It was, a sudden, it, was like when, it was like when the waiter comes to you at a restaurant – and, and you thought this whole time you're going to order quesadillas, but then they ask you, and you just throw out fajitas. You know, you don't know why, but you had a feeling in your heart right before. Now, you know, by you saying that, this of course this will probably be the game where Jonathan Taylor runs for like 300 yards. So we'll see about that. Well, if that happens, we're going to we're going to snip up this this podcast and snip up this little take, okay? And I'm gonna I'm gonna put it on like a, a CD or something. And I'm gonna personally mail it to him and tell him thank you. Yeah, and it's gonna be a picture of a a Packers jersey, Jonathan Taylor, and a Cowboys Jonathan Taylor jersey. <laughs> 
because you know we're gonna rep them, but with our with our boys. Right, I'm good with that. The final game we're gonna pick is the Saints at the Bucks. The Bucks have been doing pretty well, but they barely beat the Giants. Tom Brady's in the MVP running. The Saints, Drew Brees, still Drew Brees, not as Drew Brees as he's been. But Alvin Kamara is your offensive player of the year as of right now. Who do you have, Saints? And they're at Tampa Bay, by the way. I really, 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 really want to take New Orleans in this one, um, and I might. <laughs> but I won't. But I won't. I, I, New Orleans absolutely can win this game. You know, they're, they're supposed to be getting Michael Thomas back. We'll see. Alvin Kamara is the best player in football uh, outside of the quarterback position uh, in my mind so far. Uh, hopefully he blows up. Uh, but Tampa Bay, they're getting Antonio Brown this week. This is his Ooh. first game. So we'll see how that goes. I think, honestly, if New Orleans was at home on Sunday Night Football, I would take the Saints. But since Tampa Bay is at home on Sunday Night Football, I will go the Buccaneers. Yeah, I thought about it for a second, and you know, like last week, I had the Bears originally. Switched my mind, went with the Saints. I'm not going to do that this week. I'm sticking with the Bucks. Man, Tom Brady has all his Infinity Stones, and he's about ready to turn everybody to dust. Antonio Brown's going to be really fun to watch. And uh, being a Packers fan and watching how that defense was able to lock up Aaron Rodgers, uh, Aaron Rodgers is better than Drew Brees, so they're going to do the same thing. And I'm a little worried for Alvin Kamara and your fantasy team because, uh, you know, that, that little front that front five is pretty strong. Levante David, Devin White, the Dominican Sue in the, in the middle. I agree with that, but the Bears, I would say the Bears are a comparable defense to Tampa Bay. And uh, Alvin Kamara had 160 all-purpose yards against, against the Bears. So he's, he's just on a planet of his own right now. So I definitely have high hopes going into that one. Yeah, but when, the, when, when people said that they built the Bucks for a one-year run, this team is unbelievable. Oh, oh it's gonna no question. Be, it's going to be crazy to watch. No question. I'm going with the Bucks as well. So that was our episode, Humph. Uh, anything else before we, before we finish this up? Nope. Another great week of football. I'm happy that, uh, that we get to do this. Um, you know, we're getting into the holiday season. You know, I know Sam Houston, we wrapped up uh, our spring, I call it spring, our fall ball, uh, if you will. You know, it was a good one. It was fun. I know that we're really ready to play uh, come February. You know, we're going to kind of have that August fall camp uh, time in January. So we're excited for that. Hopefully, we can we can have a good year, a safe year, a COVID-free year. Uh, but, uh, yeah, thank you guys for listening. Yeah, uh, like you said, uh, we have a great week of football, and uh, we'll see you next episode.